Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. The scriptures speak truth, and the truth that it speaks is often difficult, challenging. Now listen to this verse from 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 14. We must all die. We are like water spilled on the ground. Or this passage from James chapter 4, verse 16. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Life, your life is fleeting, fading, like spilled water that soaks in the ground, a mist that disappears. just, Just consider how fast the days and the months and the years go by. And one day they will end. One day you will end. Tomorrow will come and go. The sun will rise and set and you won't be there. Now, I imagine most of you are like me. You don't spend your days contemplating your own mortality. You don't spend your hours pondering your end. You're focused on the tasks of the day, the demands of the minute, the pressures of the moment, the relationships around you. You are enjoying or perhaps enduring, depending on what it is or who you're pulling for, some form of entertainment so that you might rest your mind from the tasks and the demands and the pressures or just escape for a little while. You don't think much about death. You're, you're here. And you can't really imagine not being here. You're living. You can't really imagine not living. It's hard to imagine life going on without you. It's hard to imagine the years passing on by without you. But some of you do think more about death. Some of you do contemplate your own mortality, whether it's due to your age, the fact that you've been blessed with many decades, or whether it's due to to aches and pains, you seem to have more of them and in more places, or whether it's due to an an illness, an intense one, or, or an ongoing one, or whether it's due to a tragedy in your life or an upcoming surgery that you're facing, or, or whether it's simply losing more and more and more of those you know and love to death. But even if you do think about it, even if you do contemplate it, it's probably not for very long because you still have the tasks of the day and the demands of the hour and the pressures of the moment and entertainments to enjoy or endure. And besides, who wants to dwell on death? Who wants to contemplate the spilled water? disappearing mist that is life, your life. 
Because when you do, when you do it, it can lead to fear. Fear about not being. Fear about having no tomorrow. Fear of the unknown. Because this is what you know. You know this life. You know this existence. You know this world. You know the air and the sky and the sun and the grass. You know your family, your friends. You know warmth and laughter and food. You don't know death. You don't know death. Death is not something you've experienced. It's something you know about. You you know the pain. You know the heartache that death leaves. Because death has taken those you know. Death has taken those you love. You have the wounds, the scars to show for it. You know death in that you can describe death. You can describe it scientifically. You can describe it medically. You know that in death, the heart ceases to beat. The lungs cease to take in air. The brain no longer functions. You know about death and you know the effects of death, but you've never entered the state of death. It's like like being able to describe chocolate. You, you know the process involved. You know the ingredients required. You, you even know the chemical composition of it. And all these things can tell you a, a lot about chocolate. But you don't really know chocolate until you taste it. And death is unknown. You, you've never tasted it. And the unknown can cause fear. The unknown, unknown can cause anxiety. What will it be like? What will it feel like? Will I be aware? What will come after? Is there anything after? Faced with the unknown of death, asking such questions of death can can result in, in a variety of reactions. You've you've seen them. You've seen reactions to death. You've observed them, encountered them, perhaps lived them. These are only a few. Now, one reaction is defiance. Or you, you, you want to fight death, stand up to death, battle death. Even if it's a losing battle, you want to shake your fist at it. Another reaction is despair. Where face of death, you just lose all hope. You lose hope for life. You lose hope for tomorrow. Another is resignation, that you, you, you accept that death is the reality, death is the end, and so you just want to live the best you can. Another is excess. You, you don't know if you'll have another tomorrow. So you want to suck in the pleasures of of life, just like someone eating at a buffet who doesn't know when they're going to eat again. And whatever, whatever reaction, you're ultimately helpless in the face of death. You can't escape it. No one can escape it. Again, again, you're you're like water poured out on the ground. 
a mist that appears and then vanishes. But the scriptures also teach this, that there is one who entered death, that there is one who tasted death and was not helpless before it. Jesus Christ. He suffered. He was crucified. He died. His heart stopped beating. His lungs stopped working. His brain stopped functioning. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again. After three days, Jesus was resurrected. He lives, body and soul, just like you. But he lives again, never to die. Through Jesus Christ, death is conquered. Through Jesus Christ, death is defeated. This this enemy that takes and takes and takes this enemy that wounds, this enemy that inflicts so much pain and so much sorrow, this enemy that causes so much suffering and so much fear is overcome. It is not almighty. Death does not have dominion over Jesus Christ. He has broken its power. He lives. For on the third day, he rose again from the dead. This is the gospel. This is truth. This is joy. This is hope. This is the love of God. Jesus Christ is risen. This is why Peter writes with joy in verse 3 of our New Testament reading, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Through the risen Jesus, you are born again. Through the risen Jesus, you can be born again, which means made new, which means you receive new Life. How? By faith. By faith, through believing in Jesus, crying out with Job in in verse 25 of our Old Testament reading, I know that my Redeemer lives. It's receiving him as Lord, receiving him as Savior, as as the one who has the keys of death, as the one who can save you from death. Because even now you're dead. Not that your heart has stopped, not that your lungs have stopped, not that your brain has stopped, but you're dead in your sin. But through Jesus, through through his death, God has made you alive. That, That was our assurance passage from Ephesians, Ephesians 2. Jesus takes your sin. He takes your trespasses. He takes your debts, all of them. And in return, he gives you his righteousness. He makes you righteous through his righteousness that he gives you, which means... You're right before God. 
It means you're right with God. It means you're no longer dead. You're no longer dead in your sin. You have new life. You're born again. You're, a, you're now a, a child of the eternal father. And all, all of this, a gift from God. All, all through the grace of God. All given to you by Jesus Christ. Now, with, with this new status and in this new state, you are now worthy of eternal life. You are now worthy of forever life, of, of life after death life, just like Jesus, with Jesus. The promise is for you. It's the promise of resurrected life. It's, it's, it's a promise that's sealed in your bap- baptism. Because death has no dominion over Jesus, death has no dominion over you. Why? Because you're united. You're united to him by faith. You're united with him by faith. You're born again to a living hope. So there's no need for anxiety. There's no need for defiance or despair or resignation or excess in the face of death. Jesus Christ has risen. You too will rise. That's living hope. You're born again to it. And you're born again to an inheritance. As as a child of God, you have an inheritance. As a child of God, you will receive an inheritance. Peter says that it's imperishable. It's undefiled. It's unfading, which means it's an eternal inheritance. And it's eternal life. It's resurrected life. And that means, resurrected life means with a body. Body and soul. Just as Jesus rose again in body, so will you. Our Old Testament reading from Job pointed to the resurrection, foretold the resurrection. Listen listen to Job chapter 19, verse 26 again. After my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God. After death, after after his skin has been destroyed, his body has been destroyed, Job believed that he would see God, that he would see God in his flesh, that he would see God in his body, that he would see God with his own eyes. Resurrection. On the last day, when the trumpet sounds, when Jesus returns, and he will return, you will rise. Your body will rise. But your body will be a body that doesn't age. It'll be a body that doesn't have aches and pains. It'll be a body that does does not get sick. It'll be a body that won't require surgery or chemotherapy or radiation or or rehab. It's It's a body that will never return to dust because death is conquered. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. So yes, your life 
is like water poured out on the ground. Yes, it's like a mist that appears and, and then vanishes. It's fleeting. It's, it's fading. One day you will end. You must taste death. But Jesus changes it. He changes it because he has passed through it. He changes it because he's overcome it. He changes it because he has broken its power and he's given you a living hope. And with this living hope, reminders of your mortality, contemplating your end, doesn't have to bring fear. It can bring wonder. It can bring amazement. Consider this, in, in, in God's expansive creation, in the vast array of the cosmos that God fashioned, a mist is insignificant. A mist is minuscule. A mist is nothing. But you are loved by God. You are loved by God so much that he would enter his creation, that he would seek you out, that he would suffer for you, that he would taste death for you, and he would conquer it for you. Contemplating your end can be a reminder that life is a gift, that every breath you take is a gift, that each day you wake up is a gift, that the relationships that you have are gifts, they're all gifts from God. Are there still unknowns about death? Yes, yes. Can we still harbor fears about death? Absolutely. But knowing that Jesus has conquered it, knowing that it has no dominion over you can help you approach it can help you face your own death because it will come. And when it comes, when the time comes, do not fear. Surrender to it. Like sleep. You can't will yourself to sleep. You can't, you can't make yourself sleep. You've, you've probably spent a night tossing and turning, wishing so much that you could get to sleep. But sleep has to come to you. You surrender to sleep. When the time comes, you can approach death in the same way. Surrender. You are a child of God. You are loved. And, and you rest in that love and you're sustained by that love and you are held and upheld by that love. And this is the same love that will embrace you after death. And it's a love that you will experience more fully after death. It's a love that will carry you and sweep you into the presence of your heavenly father because after death, you'll be with God. After death, you'll be with him. As your body rests in the ground, your soul will be with God. And that's really all that we know about after death. That's all that we know. But it's enough. 
Because there, in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the one who loves us with a steadfast, everlasting love, in the presence of the one who conquered death, we shall await the day of resurrection. We'll await the last day. And when Jesus returns, then all shall rise. You shall rise again, body and soul united, but never to die again. That's living hope. That's your living hope, I pray. It's an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. I pray that it's your inheritance. It's given. Given. Given out of love. Because on the third day, he rose again from the dead. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 